Okay, hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. We got the full crew with us this week. I am Tony Ann, your host this week, and we've got Nick, Dylan, Aria, and Michael. Say hello, everybody. Hi. Oh, God. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Michael apparently <laughs> sounds like he's dying. Hi. All right, well, normally I would kick us off with the new segment, but I am going to pass it on over to Michael, who has a very special Soap Dish Salem style announcement. Take it away, Michael. Well, I have two pieces of news. One, vote no on Proposition 54, which means that we can unionize this podcast because this is the second time I've come in (laughs) sick because I'm scared of Tony's wrath. Oh, please. I came in with COVID. What next? Measles? The plague? Tony? What next? You yourself said you were feeling fine when you had COVID and you were just going stir crazy. So I invited you on the podcast that week to keep your mental health in check. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, next. Move right along. That sound you hear in the background is the whip. Anyways, so without further ado, I have a special announcement. We have finally got a date on Gwen's comeuppance date, y'all. We won. Everyone say your cheers now. Yes, cannot wait. It's about time. So I just had to think, who has Gwen really fucked with the most during her reign of terror? Some may say Abigail. Some may say Sarah. But none of them died like my beloved Dr. Laura Spencer Horton. So, on Gwen's takedown day, I want to do something that really honors Laura by having the Dr. Laura Horton Appreciation Day, where we sit on Twitter, Facebook, whatever you're listening, whatever your social media choice is, and we just sit there and drag Gwen and post our favorite Laura moments and let days know that we are happy that Laura's killer is finally getting some kind of justice because clearly she wasn't going to get shit until now. <laughs> yes, it has taken us so long to get to this point. It needed celebrating. Why do you think they took this long? Do you think <laughs> do you think that they thought we were enjoying this? I think Ron was enjoying it and I think he finally realized it's gotten to a point where okay, if I'm going to have her fucking with somebody else's brain, I really got to make sure that if she's going to do all these things that she's finally going to get her come up. It's because I can't keep making her do shit and then saying, whoops, we forgive you. And then keep repeating the cycle just worse. Well, Della, you have the most history with Rye. Is this something that he does often with his characters? When he, okay. I, I feel like when is kind of favored by him, and when he when he has a favorite, he can get a little no, he can get a lot of tunnel vision regarding Jesus them. Christ. Jesus. And, and it's like regardless of how the audience feels about it, he will barrel right along with like putting them like front and center, making sure that they don't really like have any real consequences or real jeopardy it can and like if it's someone that you personally enjoy you'll be fine with it but if it's someone that you're really not into it can it can be a lot it, it the Stacy Morasco comparisons are valid well, see, she reminds me, well, she's not a heroine, but she reminds me a lot of Babe Carrie because Babe skated a lot. Babe did one terrible, awful thing. Like, and granted, it was a giant, monumentally <laughs> awful, terrible thing. Babe came but, in sleeping with JR's brother. Yeah, like <laughs> they let her slide with a lot. And then she eventually died. That was the one good thing that happened. So maybe that will happen to Gwen. I don't know. I'm kind of not seeing the comparisons with um, Stacey Morasco and Gwen. Because as bad of a character Stacey was, she was always intentionally written 
as but a I villain think and as- interloper in Gigi and Rex's life, and they were also they were favored by Ron. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it, those like it doesn't match really. It does. It does. The audience it, perception to it. Yeah, Gwen is supposed to be the Gwen is supposed to be like a a like Kendall Hart type character. It it just did not work. No, yeah, I, they tried to make her this anti-heroine that we're all supposed to root for. With actuality, all they wrote was a villain. And the thing is, like, the the template for those type of characters exists. Like, even if you take away the whole, like, I, I mean, like, go back and look at, you know, Carly when she first hit town on GH. Go back and look at Phyllis when she first hit town on The Young and the Restless. Like, even, like, throw it all the way back to the days where Jill Abbott was Jill Foster. Like, the template for the type of character that he was trying to create with Gwen exists. It just went wildly off track. But but here's the thing with those scenarios you listed. They eventually became pariahs of the town. They got dragged for the things that they did. Yeah. Gwen... Every time she gets caught, she's been caught, what, three or four times now in lies, scandal, and mischief, and she gets a slap on the wrist. They cuss her out for, like, 30 seconds, and then, okay, now, Gwen, no more shenanigans now. We're going to forgive you. Yeah, like, they they even have Abigail being civil. Well, not now, but they had her being civil to Gwen at one point. So I'm just like... I, I feel like somewhere down the line, um, Soap's have forgotten how to how to write villains and vixens and keep them on a show without needing to like redeem them. I think Yeah, I, I don't think today's soaps know how to write villains. They don't. they don't. They don't. Know. But here's the thing. Another thing I can also say is they either know how to write really evil, terrible villains who never get caught and always keep doing terrible things versus the really, really, really good people. Yeah, they who do, who do no wrong. Like an example would be Willow versus Peter. You don't have many. Well, GH does, but they're legacies. But you don't have many like newish characters within the five years that sit in between that straddle that anti hero, anti anti heroine mm-hmm. type much. We don't have many Sammy Brady's anymore as new characters because the writers don't know how to write gray area characters and then the villains eventually become the good guys because they don't know what to do with the villains anymore because you had them doing terrible shit back to back for two years i think honestly the closest we have i mean general hospital would probably on general hospital would probably be valentine i mean him and ava and it works because they were both kind of ostracized. They were both held accountable. There, there are people who, who still give them both the blues. Exactly. And then two, neither one, both of them would be the first person to tell you that they're not great people. But but then again, okay, Valentine's kind of newer. But Ava, she's been in the game almost a decade now. You know what I mean? So it, it's kind of like now, like, can you think of any like new characters in the past five six years that fall into that anti-heroine anti-hero category days it on any soap honestly i i don't watch any other so i'm just trying to think on days anti-heroine um like, do, uh, do you have any characters xander who are- maybe but even that uh I think Sanders should still be on the edge of villain because this is not, in my opinion, not working for him. Okay, but see, that's the thing. You say you want him to be a villain, but they had him running around shooting people. You can't be a viable character Character. doing those types of things. Yeah, That's why why it would work if he was on the edge instead of this. But he was never on the edge. He was always he was, over the edge or uh, oh. where he is now. There was never a well, middle ground with Xander. There, it yeah, was, I enjoyed it was that one more extreme or than, the other. 
than this. I don't need and, that and that's on my cool. screen. Yeah, but and that's, yeah, that's cool. cool. But, but at the same time, if you want, yeah, if you want Paul Telfer to remain employed, he cannot be the villainous extreme. There has to be a middle. Because uh, imagine if we had Kristen every day of the year, every day of the year. Think about that. Villains are not in this genre. Villains are not supposed to be on long term. They're supposed to be on the run eventually, in jail eventually, presumed dead eventually, because eventually you're going to get tired of that character. I think they can be. They can be, but you have to, there's a process to softening them. And they're not doing that anymore. Or... I'm watching Sunset Beach right now. How did how did Laura? And, okay, but that was so campy and uh, Sunset Beach is not a really great example. No, but I'm just saying, like one everything... of the one of the main villains. No one actually thinks about this, or maybe they do, but they don't talk about it. But one of the main villains is actually Gregory Richards, and he his villain arc actually progresses through the years it starts with him being passive aggressive but that show also only lasted for like three years but like you you can't even really use that as an example is that soaps don't know how to write it they or they're just i mean no they're they're choosing they're they're choosing not to it's not it's not a matter of they don't know how it's i think they don't they don't know how to do it anymore because no, I think it's that they're just choosing not to. They can do it I if disagree. they want to. They're just choosing not to. I disagree. I don't think they. Can. How did Laura Horton appreciation they come to this? You you posed the Gwen question. Anyways, y'all, Laura Horton appreciation day. I want to see every use the hashtag Laura Horton appreciation day. I want to see everyone on the day's tag posting their favorite pictures, their favorite Laura moments. Dragon, Gwen, whatever, long as that hashtag is going. Um, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your grandma. We going all out for it, y'all. We might even have a special little podcast that day. I don't know. I might surprise y'all. No telling. But Tony, back to you. All right. So now we are going to head into our headlines and we can actually sort of take our conversation that we were having in our new segment and carry it over into the headlines because our very first headline is Chad gets the cure for Sarah from Rolf and brings it to the hospital while Maggie is debating giving it to her. Anna just injects her with it and gets arrested for it. We later find out that Gwen swapped the antidote with the mind altering drug. So instead of curing Sarah, it has made her worse by regressing her to a child. And when I say Gwen Bouncecheck needs to die, she needs to die swiftly, quickly, and violently. I'm well, done. I, I, I'm I, going to I say don't... this. I am not going to have a read of the week for the next few day, like the next few podcasts. If you want to hear the grand poobah of reads, Tune in to the Laura Horton Appreciation Day podcast because Miss Bounce Check, I'm avoid your ass so quick. You won't know what hits you. So there's, and let me and let me be very clear. The, the that my issue answer. isn't that she swapped that she swapped the serum. My issue is that she swapped it with another dose of the mind altering drug. She could have. You could have swapped water, it with the, you could exactly saline. with saline. You didn't have to go nuclear. At, at this point, the only answer is violence. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way around it. They need to go ahead and whoop Gwen's ass at this double wedding. And then Jack needs to go ahead and go upstairs to that little hotel apartment. It's an hotel. It's an apartment. Because they live in it like it's an apartment. But <laughs> go ahead and pack all of Gwen's things and then kick her out of town. She can't stay after this. So, now, what were you going to say, Ariet? I'm going back to the scene on Monday. And I'm so damn confused because let me get this right. They're mad at Anna for doing what they were intending to do. Like, okay, see, thank you. Like, I yeah. like, I love like Maggie. how I love her to pieces. But what exactly are you expecting her to do? Because you want to wait to get this drug tested, even though it could be literally what? years before that's even a thing. And you want Anna and Tony to live in limbo? For Why have an antidote in the first place if you weren't going to do anything about it? Like, yeah, that was the thing that got what? me in the bag. It was like, okay, 
Cause yes, she, you have you, you wanted you the antidote so bad, but did you like? <laughs> why did you want the antidote that bad if you were just gonna go FDA on everyone? Like it, like, it didn't make yeah. any sense. Because why are you like yelling at her? I was team Anna, which I mean, unfortunately, and and honestly, I need Anna to poke out Gwen's eye the way she poked out Stephen O's eye when the whole truth comes out, because (laughs) Anna is now going to be facing serious charges for what Gwen did, because had Gwen left well enough alone or even just swapped it with Saline and the worst and the worst thing that happened is that she just remained Renee. I don't think the situation for Anna would have been as bad, except now she's not only physically assaulted her that assault has regressed her into a child well, well okay like to, okay and maybe i'm crazy but i honestly don't feel like this is worse than her running around thinking that she's renee no i honestly think this is not. a little bit better because it yeah. is, now she knows who she is and she's gonna stick close to her home and her family it, it, to me i'm I not mean, mad about let's her be being honest because like to me that's an improvement yeah, I'm not mad about her being baby Sarah. I'm mad about the ro- routes that it took for her to get here. The only the only reason that the whole baby Sarah thing annoys me is because the baby voice on Lindsay Godfrey is like nails on a chalkboard and I'm just not ready to be exposed to it so much. So that's a personal thing for me. I agree with what you're saying. However, I am also getting very bad Messica flashbacks on One Life to Live. Yeah. Ooh, and I, I'm sorry. I was going to say this is not the first time because I saw someone tweeting about that the other day and i was like oh my god ron well I okay when, i mentioned it when we first saw that sarah was messed up and before we found out it was renee i posed the question do we think this could be messica 2.0 i don't remember if it was on air or off and y'all were like why did you put that out there uh, uh, okay well God help me for saying this, but Negro Demons, you've been quiet. As the resident Gwen stand, what do you think? <laughs> well, now that we've waking Grandpa up from his nap, <laughs> God help me again, I have to ask, what do you think about this, Grandpa? Um, first of all, I'm not a Gwen stand. Second of all, <laughs> I was on you team... You heard that through your nap, girl. I was on team Anna. <laughs> But I understand Maggie getting upset. Yes, How, yes. However, Maggie, unless you were going to take Sarah and lock her up, then I get yeah. why Anna did it. What was wrong with putting uh, Sarah in the hall? Uh, and Kayla said that she was already reacting so negatively to being in the hospital that if they had any hopes of actually being able to reach Sarah, that locking her up in Bayview would be counterintuitive to that. Oh, Kayla's medical advice is, uh-uh, I don't know. <laughs> but and I mean, it came back to life without even having <laughs> But like, I'm, my thing is like, I wish I really, I, I said it in the group chat, I wish Emily O'Brien was a bad actor. I wish <laughs> she was because it wouldn't make it so difficult. Like, I still want her to be redeemed. I just don't think Ron can ever write it. Like, I don't need things. I don't even need her to be redeemed. I just re- need her to be written well. Like, give her some consequences for her actions. Why are we still doing this? How how many years has she been on this show? She started in November 2020. She's you know something. <laughs> when we when we no 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 that was no no no. I'm sorry. She started in June 2020. Shit. She started in June 2020. We're going to be in two years of this mess. Well, see It'll when be- we first uh, okay. When we first started having Nick on this podcast, he was so gung-ho for Gwen, and I was totally against <laughs> it. And now he's dragging her. I love this song. I just I love it. Because it's not hard. Why can't she just go to jail, um, do some time, like, or lose her family? It's not hard. Make her a pariah. It's very easy to do it. I don't know why she's not. Like, she, she can have one friend, Ava. That, that's fine. She doesn't need anybody else. Everybody else can hate her guts. Uh, yeah, and my thing is why Gwen and Gabby, and I'm like, this is giving me Carly vibes. It's why do we keep her having, Why do we keep having Gwen make such big, big mistakes? I don't like. I don't know either. Like there Jack. was zero reason to take it to the well, point of kinda... mind fucking her again. Okay, I can kind of see where they're going with it. They're trying to make her Jack's daughter because you know Jack was his own worst enemy. Oh yeah, Jack. Jack but was completely his own worst enemy. The, However, at the end of the day, 
it's only one unforgivable sin that Jack has committed. Everything and that's raping Kayla. Been, yeah, everything else could have been talked but, about. Everything else did not go to an extreme. But question: everything Gwen has done has been extreme to the next level. Yeah, has like okay, they're trying to make her Jack's daughter and make her self self sabotage. But Jack didn't. Did Jack ever set out to just ruin people's lives because he get, couldn't get what he yes. wanted? Yes. Yes, but not to this extent. Not or to this extent. Or not this, not this often. Not this often, not this and style, not like, this way. Exactly. Because like, when the Jack worst was doing he, his dirt, he he completely owned it. Yeah, and he I think the worst thing he ever did in that vein of purposely ruining somebody's life would probably be getting Duke's twins to come to town. Yeah, like, he did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was Jack. Oh, that's rude, sir. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. But oh, like his whole thing when he was when he was cutting up, it was none of this. Oh, poor pitiful me! Look what I'm being forced. He was to almost do. gleeful feel- about he, it. Yeah, uh, he, he, he owned that. He also wasn't a pussy either, because when he was doing it, he wasn't whining about how he didn't want to do it. Nope he he was yeah. literally he he literally took joy in ruining Steve's life. That's the thing that's missed for me. Missing. Yeah, Emily O'Brien is really good, but that's not the way you would write this story. That's not entertaining at all. And I want to like the character. I want to enjoy the character, but she's not enjoyable. At this point, she can die. I don't care anymore. I'm over it. I love this song. (laughs) And I I said this to you guys in the group chat. The fact that Ron purposefully chose Emily for Gwen, because Ron said when he did Dishing Days around the anniversary, I think last year or the year before, um, he literally said that Emily auditioned for Zoe. Oh my but God. They, <laughs> but they held her. They didn't want to waste her on Zoe because they knew Zoe was going to be short term. So then why? They, why? They decided to keep to hold her for Gwen. The thing is, Zoe didn't have to be short term. She was Orpheus's daughter. Like, <laughs> why? The why? child of a, the child of a villain we have history with and care about sometimes. <laughs> they are, like especially now that she has what's that little boy's name? Uh, Not race child, David. <laughs> yeah, David. They really got to come up with some better names for these kids. But David, now that she has David, they really could have made her like a Lexi esque character. She desperately wants to be good, but she has a father who is pure evil. There was ways to make that character work. We need a character like that, honestly. And yet, we're stuck with Gwen. Like they could, like her as Zoe would have been great, and it, there would have been ways to have, have her, keep her integrated without without destroying someone's backstory. One without <laughs> without trashing another character in the process. Two a legacy character. With, without sacrificing like her being in town because Rafe wants to be close to David. It's not a stretch, like at all. So I just don't. And she had her, and think she had her own son. Zoe has a kid, and she said yeah. her ex husband took the kid. So there was ways to keep her on canvas as a in a different role. Gwen was could have had a story with Orpheus using his connection to find the kid and the ex husband. Yeah. The kid and the ex husband come to town. There's ways to do it. Yeah, Gwen is the ex husband could have been right. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. with Gwen, like I, I honestly feel like what they need is a writing change. She just she needs to suffer some actual yeah consequence. They need to break and her, her down. Her need to be removed, and she needs to stop crying. They need to. They just need to break her down, and they need to just let her. If they're going to have her continue to do things like this, they need to let her be unapologetic about it. Yeah. And at this point, because it's like, that's the problem. That's where all the frustration comes in. Because no, the only thing people are asking her to do is just stop. No one's even asking her to atone for the things that she's done. They're just asking her not to do any more new shit. And she can't even do that. And it's like, we don't (sighs) I just It's just, it's frustrating. And it's like, they haven't if they actually dug in and broke Gwen all the way down and let her, you know, let there be some payoff for the things that she's done and 
then started to rebuild her. They actually have an actress in Emily that can do that and that can draw the audience in and that can remind people why they initially enjoyed her in the first place. Yep. Because every time Emily must read these scripts, she must be like, oh, for the love of God. (laughs) Um, At this point, I'm over it. Let her go to GH as one of Anna's relatives. (laughs) (laughs) Like at this point, the more that Gwen keeps doing, the more Emily must think, my God, I have to start saving these checks because I don't know how many more are going to keep coming in. I mean, knowing Ron, she ain't going nowhere no time soon. Someone else will have to get rid of her. <laughs> That's the thing. Like they, it's an, e- I know, I know that usually I'm like the, the person always saying it's, you know, also and, but this really is either or. They need, to, <laughs> they need to either have her stop doing hurtful things or they need to have her start paying for the hurtful things that she's she doing does. and own them. And if she's going to do hurtful things, can they be slightly less hurtful? Like, do we have to be on 10 all the time? (laughs) Yeah, like, trip somebody. Why you gotta (laughs) dose somebody with a mind-altering drug again? (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, I would have been fine if she just swapped it out just for, like, like Saline and she stayed Renee. But, like, and, and, and. I, baby, baby Sarah, on a grand scheme of things, you're right, isn't necessarily as bad, but you don't know if that drug could have killed her. Or fried her brain. Like, you don't know what that could have done, and you're just injecting her with it all willy-nilly just because you don't want to lose Xander, a guy who... Ain't got no job. job. A guy who went to the Austin Reed School of I Ain't Worth Shit. <laughs> This man said, I guess if the woman I really love don't get my memory back, I'll marry you, child. You that's Literally. what like that, that what pissed that's what pissed me off. I'm like, Gwen, can you go steal some self-esteem from somebody? Because good lord. Well, here's like, the thing, they're writing they're writing certain women on this show to be just flat out desperate. Yes, I'm and it's Nicole. It's Gwen and Gabby. And, and, and like Nicole during her scene, she just, she just looks like I guess. Why does Ron have a thing for writing all of the vixens on this show as desperate, hmm. gross caricatures? Because hmm. look at look at it. Gwen, Gabby, Nicole are all desperately chasing men who ain't worth shit. And making, and, and making fools out of themselves while they're doing it. It's like. Well, the thing is, Ava, really, honestly, she never actually made a fool out of herself for Ray. She straight, she was very straightforward. And she with didn't him. chase him. She didn't chase him. She was very straightforward with, with him about what she expected. He lied, and then she just tried to destroy him. That's it. Like, like, like that was that's <laughs> that was very easy to tell. It's just everybody else is ugh, either create. <laughs> I want both. Create better male characters that are worth this shit, and also stop having women do this shit. It's ridiculous. Or or have the characters that exist that they're chasing be worth it. Which for Nicole and Rafe, it's going to be damn near impossible. But with Xander and Jake, there's some things you could do there to kind of make it worth it. But I just... Oh, all I'll say is I have never... Like, I was so pissed at Gwen. Like, literally, I came into the group chat stark raving pissed at the end of Monday. I think it was the end of Monday or Tuesday's episode Tuesday when it was revealed that she did the swap. Also, I'm low-key pissed that after Tuesday we didn't go back to that for the rest of the week. I mean... Um, annoyed I, by it, but I, I understand it because I didn't really want to see it. I just... <laughs> no, no, not, it's not even that. I didn't mind it because at least the stories that were given for the rest of the week, well, 95% of the rest of the stories that were given for the rest of the week, I was actually still invested. While I do say that this story should have picked up on a Friday, we're still not caught up, sadly. See what happens when you feel six months ahead? But uh, It has nothing to do with that, sir. Yeah, doesn't. No, it doesn't. They they were not planning for a preemption, and the network said, well, actually. And well, whether they taped four months ahead or, or six months ahead, that would still they would still be off. I mean, yeah, but it would still be quicker, a quicker bounce back than what we're going to get. We'll be bouncing back, what, November now? Uh, no, not November. It should be June or July we should bounce back because they found out about the preemption in November, and that's around what was being 
filmed and written around then. Ah, okay. Well, moving on to our next headline. Jan summons Bell to the prison to announce she's pregnant. Bell is floored and tells Sean, who admits he lied about what happened. Sean gets a paternity test and it is his baby, and Bell leaves to process. Oh, I get. <laughs> I liked this story. Mm-hmm. I like the actors in this yeah, story. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate like the, the story. I yeah, like I don't like the, the angle that they're taking with it. But I'm always here for Sean and Bell actually Get getting material, getting, getting material, and for Martha getting to show what a powerhouse she can be. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying well, to uh, find the silver lining and just enjoy the performances. Well, I I feel personally this story is missing a lot of the meat and the potatoes of this story. That's I feel what like pissed we should me have off. saw conversation Bell and Sean having conversations. Which about, they said happened because Bell we told have, DJ because we, and Sean, we should have seen them. Sean is a victim. I feel like if Sean was a woman we have would have seen the anguish that Sean was having. But we're not I feel like they're not playing this as something Serious? I, I, I feel as if they're not taking this as Sean being violated, more as Sean, they're giving off Sean cheated, and they can yeah. and they can have characters say, oh, I understand that you were violated, but if you haven't shown the pieces of that or the conversations that they have, it makes it look like Belle is just tripping. On Sean. Yeah, I, I said this in the group chat. It and doesn't I'll say, feel as if she's hurt by the secret, but he, it's, uh, I, yeah, I, I'll say, I'll say the optics what I, weren't written in mind, weren't in mind when this was written. Yeah, I'll, I'll say what I said in the group chat. We can see Fifty Shades of Rafe and Nicole in a bubble bath, but we can't get to see Shell processing his trauma. This story is, it's. It's playing out worse than I expected, and that is actually saying a lot because I know all of us had like our reservations reservations about this. I I really hate that it's being told at Sean's expense without actual focus on him. Because right now all we're seeing like is Belle's pain and her trying to come to terms with it, but Sean. And yeah, the one time they actually need to focus on the man pain, they basically don't. Like, it's basically paid dust. It's a really cheap way, in my opinion, if we're if this is leading to um, Belle cheating with EJ and then having like family drama with Sammy coming back and finding out. It's a really cheap way to do it. Well, I, I feel like we're about to get a double pregnancy. Whereas Belle gets pregnant by EJ. Oh God, this <laughs> this really put Belle on my shit list this week, and I hate it here. I hate it here because oh, she pissed me off. Went from I went from siding with her a little bit to kind of like being okay, girl, you're doing way too much. Basically almost within the same episode because I understand her feeling blindsided by the lie and I I, I completely get that and I completely get like I feel like I should have known because then had I had I known when Jan told me I wouldn't have been so blindsided so you you kind of left me vulnerable to our greatest enemy I I get that but then she cut like once it the way she was acting once they found out the baby was his and the way she was acting even when he came back from the prison or even like after they had that conversation, like the attitude she was giving him, I'm like, no, you've got to dial this back. But it, it, It's hard because it's like you want to understand Belle's reasoning, but at the same time, you had to remember that Sean Douglas is a victim he has that right to process trauma that he wants to. If he wanted to keep that to himself, that is perfectly okay. Because giant missed opportunity to actually lean into that was in the Sean Sierra conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And let's because... remember, this is the second time he's been assaulted by Jan. 
And and this I know this might be a jump out the window thing, but this is where not having Sean's family, immediate family on canvas, where we take a L because Sean doesn't have a father to speak on to this will. He doesn't have a mother to speak with this will. Zach is dead. He doesn't have a brother to speak with this will. And we don't know if he still talks to JT because they haven't mentioned him in two decades. Exactly. He doesn't have a family unit. And because Sierra is recurring and they're kind of isolating her into her own story bubble, Sean literally had no one to discuss this with but Bale. They literally, I mean, and they they had the opportunity. I mean, they gave Sean and Sierra a perfect moment. Like she could have been like, oh my God, I'm so sorry you had to go through this. I understand exactly how you're feeling and I get why you didn't say anything because it took me forever to come to terms with what happened to me. I can only un- I can only imagine what you're going through. Literally, all they had to do is one or two lines of dialogue and it would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. And it was it, such a missed opportunity. Because she kind of sided with Belle and I was like, Mm-mm, not feeling it. <sighs> I'm so frustrated. But I will say I'm so happy Sean called her called Bell out because yeah. he pointed out that what happened to him wasn't by choice. While Bell has cheated multiple times willingly, I was like, "Yes, Sean." I maybe would not have gone for Philip and gone for the guy in Maine since that was more recent, but that's just me. But yes, same points. Yeah. Justice for Sean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I just. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not Because, like, if story. the situations were reversed, yep. Uh, if the situations were reversed, Sean would be getting dragged exactly. by everybody. Yep. Fans and care, he'd be getting dragged on screen and off. I saw a lot of dragging of Bell on my, or well, in the tag. And I was agreeing with basically everything because I did not like how Belle has been written. And it, I have a feeling it's going to get worse. The storyline just started off. Started out I'm awful. hoping that the scenes with John on Tuesday will give Belle some clarity to the situation. I don't have a lot of hope. Because in a weird way... John's kind of in a weird way been through this not necessarily to this extent but he was brainwashed and made to believe he had a child because remember Hope and Gina slept you know Hope and John slept together while they were both brainwashed and for two years she thought JT was John's kid so in a weird way John can kind of be like I you know I kind of been where Sean's been and I and, and you remember how hard that was and you and kind of reminding her and kind of bringing her back to reality that she can't really be angry about this. Would not have minded if JT was John's. And honestly, it's a great way because, because, and even he can be like, you remember how mad you were at me for not saying anything? And you, you ended up getting past it. Like this would be a great use of history if they could kind of find a way to connect those dots. I don't expect it. Because that's like a little history now that they never actually touch on. But I would love it if they did. But does anybody else have anything to say before we head into our final highlight of the week? Already? Yeah, like I said, there were only there were only three major stories this week. Everything else was kind of littler stuff. This is going to be a quick podcast. <laughs> so Allie tries to use their twin connection to break through to Johnny. The devil jumps from... Johnny into Allie and holds Johnny in the crypt and Devil Allie dumps Chanel. And we get a and we get a special devilish appearance from Andre as well while Johnny is being held captive in the crypt. I'm going to start this off by saying I love Devil Allie. Lindsay Arnold is killing this. Mm -hmm. And just like that, I'm enjoying the devil again. I'm ready like, for the story to be over, though. But well, Carrie Bradshaw, I'm on the opposite end. I am sick of musical devil. <laughs> I, I need it to be over too, so I get it, Michael. But my God, <sighs> Devil Alley is actually. It should have stopped with Bale. This jumping back and forth is giving me whiplash. But, 
This is this is the end though. Ron did yeah. say on Twitter that Devil Alley was the final chapter. So this is we are in the end game now. Thank so, God. Can we just take a <laughs> Literally. moment to uh let's go to the Pripsies? I, I mean, it's like I'm enjoying Alley as the devil, but that's not really as a surprise a surprise because we liked everybody as the devil at first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we liked everybody's start as the devil. We, so we like, probably, as long we probably as just didn't like the shenanigans going forward. The, the so only, like, as long the as only as one we wasn't too long. The <laughs> only one we like really wasn't tired. Well, two that we wasn't tired of by the end of their possession was Marlena and Bale. So let's pray they wrap this sucker up before we start groaning again. Someone said something way, on Twitter. I think the way. Lindsay is portraying it will keep us captivated because at this point the devil is reaching her end, their end game and it's going to be kind of more malicious than anything else but go ahead Arya. I was going to say like someone on Twitter said something and I kind of agree um, I'm trying to remember it's not the exact tweet that they said but they said like the, it's kind of been way way more interesting seeing like the women be possessed because like think about the characters they possessed Mar- marlena bell and ally they're a bit more like reserved than like johnny so it's like a huge contrast between when they're possessed versus when they're not so i can see why i'm enjoying them being possessed more but i i, I I was amused <laughs> with Allie and Johnny in the crypt. Um, that was so much fun. Yes. Can we give but a even- shout out to, before we continue, give a shout out to Carson's biceps. Yes. <laughs> and just the, the, the whole generational thing of like John being held in the crypt and then Johnny mm-hmm. being held in the crypt. And just, I loved all of that. But I want to backtrack it all the way to Allie trying to reach Johnny and using the twin connection. Like that whole fight on Monday, what Monday and Tuesday was everything. Didn't we get that in flashback or did we actually? We actually saw it and then they flashed back to it again. Okay. But, but everything that they, I kept waiting for them to add more to the flashbacks because after that moment where he's like, where the devil said, this isn't going to work. And then they cut away. We then saw Allie by herself with Abby and we knew she was possessed I thought like yeah. we got the majority of it on Friday's episode, but I remember now because this whole week has been a blur. Um, yeah, no, because Monday it was just them fighting because yeah. Friday ended with her saying, um, you know, confront me, you son of a bitch or something like that. So then mon- Monday they were just fighting back and forth and then it ended with him giving her the devil eyes. And then Tuesday she was trying to break through to Johnny. No, actually that was Friday last week because we talked about it. We talked about him yelling at her to like leave him alone. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, yeah. We picked yeah. up on Monday when yeah. Allie was by herself, and we all yeah, knew yeah, she was exactly. the first. So that's why yeah, I was okay. kind of con- confused. But, but it, was, it was so good. Wow. And poor Chanel. Yeah, the oh, devil really has it in for her ass. Yeah. He keeps dumb shout out to every not damn time. His foot off her neck. <laughs> shout out to Raven Bowens for like at like when she first of all i love that chanel knew that something was off with mm-hmm. Allie and that she was recognizing the same coldness in Allie that she saw in johnny she's celeste and then yeah, like the, no it's true and then the yes. moment when she walked out of the apartment and she was just kind of standing there sobbing broke my heart like i get it if she doesn't want anything to do with them <laughs> once the position is over because this is the second time and I kind of like that she um hashtag Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, ec- I, I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, it might be coming because they're gonna be bonding over their broken heart. So are they going to fall into bed? I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> everybody's everybody's in their right mind. A surprise pregnancy wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> Jesus Jesus Christ, Chanel, who next? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because because Raven and and Lucas have chemistry. They do. Yep. And yeah. that's not some like Lindsay and Lu- and Lindsay and Raven are like the first two people that Lucas is actually not mind her really good chemistry. Would not mind her becoming a third for seeing for research. He said research. 
No. <laughs> just a one-time thing for research. Maybe when they do it like a Halloween or whatever episode. No, for not research. For, not for real. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it don't matter Wait, what they do. Wait, do you want her research. in storyline or what? He's He's saying if they ever do a throuple, he would he would wouldn't mind seeing or a threesome. <laughs> he wouldn't mind seeing Chanel with Sin. Uh, for research, not because I would love it. Well, I would he love just it. wants to see those particularly three. I think he just wants to see those particularly three pretty people together. Yes, bumping <laughs> uglies. But moving right. Oh, Moving right along, I just I like I I know we were all kind of like ugh when we heard that the devil was going to be jumping into Allie. But this is a hell of a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Like I'm having so much fun with this, and like seeing Johnny trying to process everything because like the devil was just throwing shit at him left, right, and center. Yeah, he he gave him a lot of information at once, and you could tell he was like, well. Somebody's gonna look for me. My wife is looking for me. She, she was and like, nah. like no. <laughs> so he was like, why would you do that? I see, huh, I've said it before. They didn't show us that Chanel and Johnny were in love when they were on screen building their relationship. They showed us after the fact. Both actors, Raven, first Raven, when Johnny broke up with her in was it November? January. January. And now Carson, when he finds out, oh, the devil broke up with her, but I still love her. So like I'm when he in, flashed back to, see, to that little moment they had. Yeah, I'm curious to see how this plays out because everybody has chemistry with everybody. And yeah. this doesn't happen often. So I'm just going to enjoy the mess that I feel like it's going to be. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> and how did we feel seeing that we, we had a little bit of a hellish appearance from Andre who is apparently Satan's bitch now I was so confused as to what I was happening <laughs> I, I didn't mind it I didn't mind it either because Teo is Teo is so good but apparently Andre is Satan's bitch <laughs> it makes sense yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For Andre being the devil's favorite David makes a lot of sense yes I thought like, he was alive, alive for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. No, I, I figured the de- I figured the devil did something similar to what they did on Halloween and yeah. raised the devil to kind of be Johnny's guard because he wasn't gonna. They weren't gonna leave Johnny unprotected in the crypt because he left John unprotected in the crypt and John managed to get out. Yeah. So the devil kind of learned there. <laughs> but I'm just waiting. Oh, uh, also, Lindsay's giving me like hot. Demon from supernatural vibes. It's giving me Meg. Yeah. Like when she. <laughs> with her hair. Oh Gosh, my God. I'm, and she. I'm like, this is doing things to me, and I don't think it's supposed to be doing somebody, things to me. Somebody said it. I don't know who it was. Somebody said on Twitter that Lindsay's the one that wears the devil eyes the best out of everybody. She does. It's weird. It kind of looks normal on her. Like yeah. it's just, <laughs> it just works for her. I don't know why. And like what she's doing with her, like I, I know it's like a voice modulation for like the devil effect, but there's something when like the modulation meets her voice that like it, it really works. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because she's a singer too that it just there's like a different like tone and affect to her voice. I just love it. I'm really curious to see exactly where this is all gonna go because I don't know and I love that I don't know. But we know she does want the baby. We just don't know why. Which, yeah, that's good. That, and I think, like, is going to... At, at this point, this I stopped. Point, it, it better be, like, an epic reason. Cause... I think it's going to be. I'm still caring um... about that aspect. But I, I'm very curious to see exactly where this all goes. And, like, Maybe like, the I... Devil... Maybe the devil needs the baby to start up the weather machine. Wrong show, sir. <laughs> but does anybody else have any final thoughts on this particular headline before we jump into in other news? Mm, no. No, I'm good. All right. 
So in other news, EJ is released from prison and is a shoulder for Belch Cryon. Ava moves in with Jake and has fun torturing Gabby about it. Kate tries to get Roman to fire Clyde as he tries to impress Sierra. Sin prepare for their gender reveal and Nicole and Rafe continue to be the worst. Oh, 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 let me go first. <laughs> I'm probably going to regret this, but Michael, which do you want to pick? Well, I'm doing two. Well, they kind of coincide with each other. Okay, one, it's official. Clyde has went to work more times this year than Sierra. Because she's Sierra still ain't been to work, child. Right? But oh <laughs> uh, uh, killing Clyde with fire. Um, gender reveals are for terrible people. Just have a fucking baby shower, bitch. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's all I had to say on those. All right, Dylan, how about you? What's your in other news pick? Okay. Um, mine is actually I am surprisingly liking Jake and Ava. Yes. Same. Same. And I feel like we might actually get the fun version of the Ava Gabby rivalry we thought we were gonna get before. Taking everything out of Rafe's orbit makes everything so much better. Because <laughs> like it- I, I I enjoyed that this week. I'm not thrilled that they that we've gone back to Gabby once again like begging for this man like get some self-esteem girl but like everything else i enjoyed like ava stirring the pot was fun i like ava and jake's vibe i like ava and ava and gabby just going at each other so yeah what gabby should be doing is sitting on trip's face but no (laughs) (laughs) we can't have nice things Welcome to my world. I'm loving it. <laughs> I, I did enjoy their rivalry. I'm like, hey, Gabby, just to piss her off, go sleep with her son. He's heartbroken. Yeah. It won't be hard. Right? You know, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Tripp's not going to say no. Can I say it? Because mine is the same thing. Yeah, day. go ahead. Um, go ahead. I, I really I enjoy Jake and Ava as well. But the way... I was so amused by Ava tormenting Gabby. <laughs> like, Jake's story, face is, and all story of it. is not good, but I enjoy Ava in all, every single aspect. Like, thank you, Tamara, for doing such a wonderful job with, with bad stories. But, like, Ava is my girl. I love her despite everything she's done. And this was so hilarious. I loved it. I need her to keep tormenting Gab because, yeah, it's just fun. Okay, Nick, what about you? Um, I don't, I don't really have one. You don't have one? Okay. No. So I will, I'm just going to pick it up on the Sin stuff. And as a Sin fan, I am very, very happy right now. I am loving just kind of seeing them preparing for the arrival of their baby while being mixed up in all of this drama. But I also love that um, Ben is kind of standing up to Clyde. Like there was a scene, I think it was, yeah, it was Friday after um, EJ left. Like Ben is suspicious as hell and he's questioning his father and Clyde is kind of like getting defensive and starting to kind of like push Ben's buttons and before Ben would kind of cower, but Ben is like standing up to his dad in a way and being like, no, like you are doing far too much. You have got to rein it in. Like I'm going to protect my wife and protect my child. And that is it. And I love that we're kind of seeing a stronger side of Ben when it comes to Clyde. Cause we never used to. And I'm going to piggyback what everyone else said about Ava torturing Gabby and being fun with Jake because I agree but that is basically it for our in other news segments so now we can move on to our actual segments Michael do you have a read for us this week I told y'all tune into the Law Horn Appreciation Day podcast I will be right. holding up my reads until then alright so we are moving on to praise and shade then Nick why don't you kick us off uh, my praise um some of the performances this week have been really good, even though I despise most of the stories. Um, 
I loved Martha Madison and Brandon Beamer. I loved uh, Carson Boltman, Lindsay Arnold, and uh, Raven Bowens. They've been really good, really entertaining. Um, uh, Tamara Braun and Camilla Bannis and Brandon Barish. Like, <laughs> I went from wanting Jake dead and in a pine box to actually enjoying him on my screen. So <laughs> that's what Jake's worth. Um, but mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying that. My shade goes to it was hold on, hold on, hold on. It's praise or shade. I'm doing both. My, my, my <laughs> no, my shade goes that? to Rafe and Nicole because that's, that's not how this works. This story should be shouldn't be hard, and they ruined it. This the that. The way they got here is gross, and I could have liked them, but I, I hate the fact that we got here this way. End it. Somebody needs to uh, somebody needs to shade Rafe and Nicole every week, and this week it's not going to be me, so I will allow Nick his moment. Thank you, Nick. Dylan, why don't you go next? This isn't how any of this works. <laughs> <laughs> it is this week. Okay, um, my praise is actually like piggybacking off of what Nick said and I wanted to specifically praise Lindsay Arnold, Raven Bowens, and Martha Madison they were like the holy trinity this week they turned in really strong performances and I really enjoyed seeing them get to showcase their range and show what they can do and I'm looking forward to seeing them kill it in weeks to come because we know that the stories surrounding them are only going to get more intense and they're only going to pick up steam from this point on so like yay shout out to my girls y'all did amazing all right what about you see the thing is I have a praise and a shade what <laughs> either <laughs> my praise is kind of the same that I why did that make is. rules either um i this say both. anarchy listen and you I broke say both? this rule yourself we'll allow it okay so i can do both or you don't yeah this is the last them. week we do this though i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm with michael it's praise or shade since i'm allowed to do both or today today okay <laughs> let me start off with my praise um, I just want to give a shout out to Lindsay Arnold for doing the damn thing this week. Um, the overall creepiness with Allie Devil, Devil Allie, I don't know what we've decided to call her. Um, it was just so good. That hair flip and everything in between, I really loved it. Well done, Lindsay. Okay, moving on to my shade. <laughs> Show. Oh, I need the show to stop making me hate characters I once loved. Because I've already canceled one Jarlena kid. Don't make me cancel another <laughs> because of bad writing. Get your shit together, powers that be, and don't frustrate me anymore. Because I don't want to be here. And that's all I have to say for this week. Okay. Your praise and shade? Yes. I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, my my shade isn't something on the show. It's something on soap Twitter, and it is pissing me the fuck off. I need uh, the supposed soap press to stop making every single social media post an article and then blatantly lying about what is actually being said in the post. If you're not actually going to be truthful in what you post, just don't fucking post anything. I'm just so tired of articles that literally mean nothing getting fans all freaked out for no goddamn reason. Like, are you that desperate for clickbait that you have to blatantly lie? It is annoying. (laughs) Please stop and get some journalistic integrity for the love of God. That's become a thing across soaps in the uk too like they just print any headline just to get people to click on the um on their article it's exhausting the thing that pissed me off is victoria conifal was at the grammys and then she posted on instagram about it and she said something about wanting to become a rock star so then this two-bit trash can blog decided to take that post and say she was leaving acting even though that was nowhere in the post anywhere at all and I'm just like, why do pe- why do y'all do this? 
Like, it's annoying. Journalistic integrity is a thing. Find it or quit. I'm done. I'm going to be that person. Okay. Bloggers typically are not journalists. Yeah. I'm going to be that person. I'm just... Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to be that person. Bloggers typically are not journalists, and that's why y'all keep getting in your clown shoes as ju- as 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 the puerto rican princess says why are you listening to the blogs like do you have a journal do they have a journalism degree it's not even that. Why are you on the site? If I click on the site and it pops up three ads before I can scroll down, I'm definitely not about to listen to what you're about to say. I know what you're saying is fiction. I, I, I mean, like, like literally, you cannot argue about journalistic integrity with people who are not journalists. They, they oh, not, they're, they're, not, they're not journalists. And also, if why are you listening to the blog? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> That is going to be a recurring thing on this like, podcast, y'all. I, I feel like fans also need to know what is being the truth or not. Like, if you're if you believe everything that's said on the internet, like I don't know yeah, that part too. But I mean, like, I I feel like they literally taught us in middle school. House of Fire, credible sources. Exactly. Oh <laughs> my I'm god! Saying, like every everybody. At this point, we have to look like Remy Ma. Are you dumb? Are you dumb? <laughs> I'm um and like it, it, it's not even just like specifically you know the quote unquote soap press, which I feel is another term that people like to use very loosely. Oh, that's, that's a wide that's a wide entertainment thing. People, yeah, why exactly. you listen to the blog? Exactly. Yeah. Everybody I with their blog so is not a journalist. <laughs> and like there there's bloggers. There's it, like an entertainment blogger is not necessarily a journalist. The only blog I would trust is TMZ, and that says a lot. That's because Harvey does not want to get sued because he's an actual lawyer. Uh, well, <laughs> well, see, see, yep. you don't have the degrees. <laughs> but then again, we're talking to people who take Wikipedia as law. So, hey. Uh, <laughs> or change it to make it law. <laughs> yeah. Can you relate? Nah, I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm just checking. I'm asking. I mean, no, that was shade. To, that was shade to some of the GH fans <laughs> because when they mentioned um, a few weeks ago when they mentioned was- Elizabeth's mom on screen, they was like, "Oh, her name was Andrea Trent." I was like, "That was literally something that someone put on Wikipedia because they hadn't." Had didn't have any information about Elizabeth's mom. They made it up, so her name was never Andrea. Her name was Carolyn the whole time. Well, speaking of shade, I haven't had my praise of shade. That uh, is true. You have not. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm gonna do two shades. See, I never break the rules. I'll give you two truths or two not two truths, two praises or two shades. But I never give praise and a shade. Tony, I'm pretty sure you did that you, last week. You did I it last go- week. Ariette, edit the clip into this. <laughs> Cutting in from the editing room last week on Soap Dish Salem Style. Okay, so for my praise of shade, I have three praises. All righty, that's it. Back to you, Michael. My first shade is to Arya and Nick for breaking the rules. <laughs> rules you already broke, but moving we just, right We're along. just following in your footsteps, sir. <laughs> <laughs> They're following the leader, sir. Nick, please do, please do the Lord's work and go ahead and receive your reward. You've been waiting for 99 years. And my second shade is Glenn Bounce Chick, just the character as a whole. It's just not working anymore. Like Sierra, was it ever working? Like Sierra, it's just not working. See, that's another good one, Tony. Was it ever working? Just like Sierra. <laughs> oh. I hate you. It's <laughs> the fact that you walked into it. <laughs> now that is the podcast title. Was it ever working? <laughs> but yes, 
like Sierra, this character just isn't working. And they need to go ahead and kill her. And that is my shade for this week. God, I'm good. Yeah, kill her. I'm over it. God, I'm good. I love how I spun that around. (laughs) (laughs) And that has been another rapid fire edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. We will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Why are you listening to the blogs? Later, (laughs) y'all. Bye.